Hello, and welcome to a bonus episode of the Gladiator Soundboard Podcast. I'm your moderator for today. My name is Caroline Brosteris, and I am starting my third year in service as a school board member of Gower 62. I was recently voted as secretary for the new term, and I am a proud parent of two Gower students, Amelia, who is a first grader, and Harrison, a fourth grader and soon to be Gower Middle School student. Um, I'm really excited today because we, for this episode, had students from both schools submit hundreds of questions. And we have three students who are hosts for today. Um, so to close out the school year, we invited these three students, all from Gower Middle School Media Club, to put their skills to use. Each of them will ask Dr. Simon, superintendent of Gower 62, a series of questions that were submitted by their fellow students. Today, the three students are Ariana Rylander Huckvale, a fifth grader, Rachel Tolentino, a sixth grader, and Salman Bengali, also a sixth grader. So now I'd like to welcome Dr. Simon. Thanks so much, Caroline, and, and thanks a lot for having the students put this together. Um, once I heard that there was the idea of a bonus episode, I just thought it was a, a great idea. I was looking forward to it for the last couple of weeks. Really, really looking forward to the questions tonight and glad to know that they're coming from our students. Uh, and, and just thanks a lot. Uh, the support and all of the feedback on these podcasts so far have been all positive. Lots of great information and uh, just glad to be here to do another one. Wonderful. We're really looking forward to it. Thank you. All right, kids, let's get started. Uh, we'll start with Ariana. Hi, Dr. Simon. I'm Ariana, a fifth grader, and I have some questions that will help us get to know you better. First, lots of kids wanted to know all about your favorite things. Can you tell us your favorite color? My favorite color is Spartan green. It reminds me of uh, gladiator green. And let me just say thank you for doing this, Ariana. Favorite song? Depends on the mood. Uh, if I had to choose a genre, it's 90s hip hop. Big fan. If I could only pick one song, it'd probably be an instrumental version because I really just like the track. But if you've heard of uh, Tupac and it's All Eyes on Me, that track just playing instrumental, uh, favorite. Can listen to that all day. Favorite dog breed? Hands down, Shepherd Lab Mix. Shout out to Jersey Simon, my uh, Shepherd Lab. Rest in peace. <laughs> Favorite sport? Basketball. Favorite sports team? Long story, but Minnesota Vikings. I heard a little gasp. The Minnesota Vikings. I'm born and raised in Chicago. And just, con I love the Bears when they were in the Super Bowl. I was in sixth grade and did the Super Bowl shuffle when they won the Super Bowl. I was uh, Speedy Willie. I was Willie Galt in that video. It's a big memory of mine from sixth grade but Minnesota Vikings, purple and gold all the way. Favorite author? A bunch. Uh, I really like Peter Senge, uh, technical work around leadership. And Jim Collins wrote some great stuff out there. And uh, Malcolm Gladwell, if you've heard of him. Favorite book? Okay, funny one from what I just laid out, but this is The Lorax. Do you know who the author is of Lorax? Mm -hmm. Dr. Seuss. Lorax. Real big reason. I was a science teacher and started a new course, and uh, we used that book for an AP environmental science class. It was awesome. What's your favorite food? 
So I have my, my wife will probably listen to this at some point. So I will say her Greek food is my favorite food. Anything that's Chicago classic style food though is yummy for sure. So I'm glad we are very close to a Portillo's. <laughs> so think Portillo's menu and anything on there is like, I'll probably go there after we're done. Okay. Next, we are wondering if you have any kids. If you do, how old are they? I do. I have two children and I, I wrote this down so I, I wanted to get all the adjectives the right way. I have two amazing, strong, talented, beautiful, thoughtful, and powerful young women. They take after their mom, my best friend. Her name's Penelope. My oldest daughter is Jelena. She'll be 22. And my youngest daughter is Jayla. She's a Taurus. That means she's stubborn and she was 20. Um, Jillian is a Gemini. That means other things. So is my wife. What's crazy to me about that is that they were 12 and 10 when I started here in Gower. So they would have been in what grades? I mean, like middle school, right? Yeah. It's crazy to me. And now they're 22 and 20. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. It's a great question. Finally, we want to know a few more things about how you became a superintendent. All right. What other jobs have you had before this one? All right. I was a landscaper. I was a sewer contractor, putting like pipes in the ground all through college. And then right after I got out of college, when I was doing student teaching, I still had that job. I was a high school teacher, science teacher. I was a department chair and I became a science curriculum specialist. I was a principal. And then I was a chief of schools, which is a certain title in Chicago. And right now I'm a superintendent, but I'm also a professor and an executive consultant as well. So two more fun jobs that I get to do part-time, especially professors, a lot of fun. I love being a teacher still. Why did you become a superintendent? I say, I tell a lot of people this, um, I see leadership as sort of like gravity. It pulls you in. And the more you do it, the more you sort of keep doing it, kind of like can't escape it. So there's just like the sense of gravity to leadership. Does that make sense? Gravity kind of pulls you a certain direction. All right. But I've always seen myself as a teacher and a learner. So I get to be like the lead teacher and the lead learner. That's how I see the, the role of a superintendent. But I always like to peek around corners and think ahead and think about the future. That's exciting to me, but I also like to plan now for what's coming in the future. And that's a big part of what superintendents are supposed to do. So, um, yeah, that's what uh, it's about for me. That's why I did it. How did you become a superintendent? Right. As we know, I had to apply for the job, right? We had talked about that in the preparation for this, but I worked in Chicago public schools for 16 years. So from 1997 to 2013, I was in the Chicago public schools. The last job I had there was chief of schools and the section of the city that I was responsible for had 31 schools and over 20,000 students. So a large section of, of Chicago. Once I completed my uh, degrees, all of my postgraduate degrees, masters, doctorate, all those, and I had a superintendent license as part of that, I applied to Gower School District. There were over 80 applicants back then. This is in 2012, 2013, over 80 applicants. And it just kept going and going and going until they got it down to two. And then they had to make a choice and they tried to figure out who do they want to be here to help bring their vision to life. And they selected me to, to do that job. So that's how I got here. 
And the last one for me, how long have you been here? This is year 10. 10 years here as Superintendent Gower. 10 happy, fun, proud years. A lot of fun here. That's great. Thank, Thank you, you, Ariana. Yeah. Those were all great questions. And thanks so much for representing your fellow classmates. Up next is sixth grader Rachel Tolentino. Rachel, take it away. Hi, Dr. Simon. Hi. I have questions about your job and all about what you do every day. Okay, good. My my first question is, what is an average day like you superintended? Uh, okay, it's a really, really good question. And, and the answer is there really isn't an average day. I have to just say that there, there isn't an average day. Everything changes every day. I, I just really don't know what it's gonna be. I have a general idea of what the day should be, but things come up all different types of ways. So we have over 950 students in the district, over 500 families. And they all have, there's a lot, and they all have different issues and concerns and questions. So all of those things get dealt with different times of the day, different days of the week, and all that kind of thing. So just know that it changes a lot. But basically, the day starts with making sure that the bus drivers are here and the bus drivers get going to pick up students. That has to happen. And that happens early, right? You know that. <laughs> And then we have to know that the buildings can be open. Like I have to know that the buildings are safe for students and staff to, to be in. So there's a lot of trust in all those things happening. So I have to make sure that that's the case. And then from there, I really put a lot of trust into two super, super, super important people, our principals who make sure that all of our staff are here to do what has to happen for the day. So really the big part of the job is about the relationships that I have with all those folks that I mentioned and a lot of the trust that's involved in what they do to make sure that every, we like to say short, like to keep it really short, we say, we keep the lights on. Like, like every, obviously if the lights are on, something must be happening. So we really wanna make sure that the lights are on. But there's a lot that goes with that and it points in a certain direction to make sure you are having a great experience here as students. So that's day to day. Okay, my next question, how often do you go to each school? This is an important question. I, I really try to go to each school every single day. Th that's typical. And I told you in the last section, I've been here for 10 years. This last year has been difficult in the sense that I don't have an office. If you know, they knocked down the office and converted it into classrooms. So I'm a little bit in both places, kind of like this room, we're in a conference room. If it's not being used, I might be in here. Sometimes where we have a room called the receiving room, where we get packages delivered, I might be in there. So I could just borrow different spaces. I really don't have an office here at Gower Middle. And I don't have one at West right now. It's kind of like a little storage closet that's there. And it's kind of funny, but I'll use that a little bit when I can. So I will bounce between both, depending on what the activities are that day. There are a lot of announcements, let's say more announcements at Gower Middle. And if I need more of a quiet day, then I have to spend more time at West or I could come back to Gower Middle if there are different events, things of that nature. So I really try to be at both. Um, and I'm really, really, really looking forward to having that office finished up soon. Like we're moving in in a couple of weeks so that that regular schedule could be back in place. It's been tough to not really have a home for, for this year as an office. Yeah. Next question, are you, are you in charge of both schools or just one? 
Short answer, I'm in charge of both schools. Longer answer is that the principals are really in charge of the school. And that takes a lot of trust and a great relationship with both of our principals. So they're in charge of the school. But think of it as like a team. Right? Like I'm more the coach of the team, but I could play if I had to. But it's the idea of them being in charge. But ultimately, in the end, the superintendent's in charge of both. I don't know if you've ever heard the phrase teamwork makes the dream work. Thank you. That's what we say here. And a lot of times you'll hear one member of the team say, go team. So anytime somebody picks up and helps the other people on the team, the principals, the assistant superintendent, myself, the finance director, when we help each other, we usually will say, go team, because we know it's a team effort. Mm -hmm. Okay, moving on to the next one. What do you like most about your job? Impacting the future. I said earlier, I really like to be able to peek around corners and start to prepare for what that might look like. And to be able to do that is really special. I mean, it's, it's a privilege to be in the position that has that sort of level of responsibility to be able to bring those kinds of visions to reality. So when we started to dream up the Gower West edition, I wasn't here for the Gower Middle edition. I started here in 12, 2013 and 14. So that school year, we we're just finishing building it. We didn't really, I didn't, wasn't part of dreaming that one up. So here, the community helped dream up that addition at Gower West. So to see that come into reality, it is great. In the same way we do things in the classroom, we wanna change things a certain way. We get to do that moving into the future. And all the time, we're trying to find out what's best for you all as students and what our parents you know, want from our community as well. So, you know, it, it, it's said a lot of times the phrase, it takes a village. And I think about that a lot that our community of Gower is a really, really, really strong village. Uh, a lot of support, a lot of collaboration and cooperation. So, so, so that's the best part for sure. Yeah. Next one. <laughs> if you could, if you could get rid of one part, what would it be? I thought that might be the next question. So I'll just start by saying, yikes. Like, <laughs> so I only get one thing, right? Yeah. Only one. Okay. So I'm going to loop them together. All right. This is what I would want to not be in the job. Negativity, comparison, and assumption. Like each of those things are such energy suckers. Mm -hmm. They're really, really tough to deal with. So negativity, comparison, and assumption, those are really, really challenging. So I, I say to people when they find out I'm a superintendent that aren't, they're not part of Gower, they just find out casually. I, I joke around and I'll just say, so, my job, like I like to do my job, like I will work with the students for free. So I pretend like the work I do like this right now, like this is free. I work for students for free. I get paid to work with adults. <laughs> if that makes any sense. It will. <laughs> Thank you. That's a great question. All right. Next question. How much power do you have in this job? Yeah. So power in the job. It's so okay with there's a lot of responsibility and, and, and i told you earlier there's a lot of privilege that comes with the job so i when i know there's tremendous responsibility there's a lot of expectation in return for that it's like if we're given a lot there's a lot expected back so i see the job that way but i not, don't necessarily see it as power more than i see it maybe it's like influence the power really resides in the community as the elected board members so i don't know if you knew that a superintendent has seven bosses did you know that? No. No? Yeah. So a superintendent typically will have seven bosses. And um, 
that's where the power is. The Board of Education helps shape what the vision and the goals are, and they get to help determine like what we should be doing. And we, as superintendents and our team, principals, teachers, try to figure out how to go and do that and put it into practice. So that's where that connection of all that power resides, is all the votes that happen in an election. To be a board member, you have to be elected. So they get elected, and then they are the ones that have the power, and they have to hire one person. They get to hire the superintendent. And after that, once there's a superintendent, the superintendent can make the recommendations to get everyone else hired and build the team. So that's where the power is. I have a lot of influence in the relationships and the trust and all that matters, but it's more about uh, the Board of Education. All right, next question. Do you pay all the bills? I pay all the bills, yes. There is a member of our team that actually prints out the checks and sends them out in the mail and that kind of thing, but I have to approve them all and know where all the money goes. Okay, millions of dollars, where it all goes. And the Board of Education checks to make sure that that's done right. So because the money part of this is so important in a public school, where it goes matters. So we have to do the right things with it. So the superintendent is responsible ultimately for that. And then the Board of Education helps the superintendent by checking to make sure they're doing it right as well. So it's like a double check, if that makes sense. Yeah. So yeah, I pay the bills. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Lastly, we have, mm -hmm. can we have more snacks during the day? <laughs> All right. So short answer, yes, you can. I see you're smiling. <laughs> All right. So let me, let, me, let me say it this way. I know that the handbook says certain things, and they're important, what the handbook says. Like, we, we follow our handbook. And the handbook, and I, I wrote it down to make sure I had it right, is snacks or treats cannot be brought to be shared with other students. Cannot be brought to be shared with other students. Right? Heard that? Can't be brought to be shared. Doesn't say you can't have them for, for yourself. So what this means is that we really have to think more about this being, it's not a snack issue. It's more of like what I would consider to be a classroom management issue. Like how do we manage our classroom, not how do we manage snacks? Now we have to be careful about both. So how do we manage snacks? We wanna make sure that they're healthy, right? We wanna make sure that they're considerate of others, that they're they're not a dis distraction. It'd be pretty rude to have everybody reading and all of a sudden you hear a, somebody crunching on some hot Cheetos or something, yeah. right? So we wanna just be considerate about that. So what I, the question's a really, really good one and it makes me think about our handbook and trying to be more clear about saying that you can have a snack if you need one but we have to do so in ways that are mindful of allergies, distractions to others, making sure we have a healthy mind and body, like all these kinds of things. You're, you can't have a snack of a, a monster energy drink and uh, loud chips that are gonna distract everybody. Does that seem fair? Oh, you seem hesitant. <laughs> so the short answer is yes, but we just wanna make sure we're considerate of others. Yeah. Okay, great question. Rachel, excellent job and such great questions from the students about the day in the life of the superintendent. And finally, our last student today, sixth grader Salman Bengali, will wrap up our Q&A session. Hi, Dr. Simon. Uh, my questions will focus about the schools. Okay. Uh, my questions are the different schools and how they work. Okay. So the first one is, 
How many students are at Yarrow West and how many at Yarrow Middle? 500, as of right now, 572 students at Gower West, 381 at Gower Middle. Grand total, 953 right now. Just short of 1,000. <laughs> getting, getting close, yeah. Um, next, uh, the kids want to know how many teachers are mm. in each building. Okay, so when I think about our staff, I think about all the staff that we have. We have teachers, we have certified staff, non-certified staff, people that do different jobs. You see them do all different kinds of things, right? Bus drivers, custodian, lunchroom, teacher aides, principals, myself, finance people, all the rest. So all together we have over 150 staff. Mm -hmm. So it's 152 to be exact. It's right around like 90 people at Gower West and right around 60 people mm -hmm. at Gower Middle. That's about the split, 150. How old are the schools? Okay, so it's a complicated answer. So Gower West turned 50 back in the 2017 and 18 school year. So I had to go and check this because I was here when there was the 50th celebration. I remember going up on the roof of Gower West and they made a big line of 50. Yeah, I remember the, yeah. the, we did like the, made a 50. The, there was a picture on the roof. And yes. then and all the students at Gower West, they had like the chalk outline yes. and then the students made a 50 and it was like magnet lockers and it was just this entire big thing. Exactly right. Do you remember what grade you were in? Uh, second? <laughs> it goes quick, doesn't it? So it was First five years ago. And now that means the original part of that campus is 55 years old. It's 55. Wow. Uh, what about Gower Middle? Yeah, wow, it's right. So, so Gower Middle, uh, the current campus where we're at right now, Gower Middle, was built in 1981. So that means it is 42 years old. Now, I said it was complicated. Yeah, so it's 42. Did you say that was really old? Uh, no, I said Ouch. it's a little, I said, no, 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 I said, I said it's a little younger. Okay. Oh, it's a little younger. Thank you. Okay, great. So we have a 55 and 42. Um, and those are the schools now. Now, here's why it was complicated. Those are not the original, original buildings. So this goes so far back with the actual first couple of digits being a one and an eight, like the 1800s. Like this goes way, way back. And Gower Middle wasn't even here originally where it's located. So we're talking about this campus being 1981. The other campus is 55 years old. The other campus being Gower West. Uh, so like, but the Gower Middle itself was like in the 1800s? The, all of Gower together, we'd have to go back that far. And it starts with something called like Gower Farms or some property of Gower Farms. So we really are trying to dig to find out like the exact history uh -huh. yeah. of the word. But there was at once upon a time before like Willowbrook existed. There was a Gower farm, and then it became Gower schools. So the pretty clear connection must be that somebody that bought the land for public schools bought it from somebody named Gower, is what we think. So it goes way, way back. So, so kind of a branch off of that. It was, it was mm. essentially named after the the original landowner. It sure seems that way, which is pretty common. There's a lot of yeah. towns and communities that are are, are named that way. Um, so why is it called Gower West when there's no Gower East, South, or North? <laughs> you know, I thought that too. I, you know, when I first first became the superintendent here, okay, first of all, it just kind of rolls off the tongue. It's Gower West. Like, everybody knows yeah. that, right? Like, you went to Gower West, everyone knows yeah. it's Gower West. But and there's then, also, like, uh, yeah, there's no Gower the North. Used to it, so. Yeah, like, what the heck, right? So let's do the full name. It's Gower West Elementary School. Mm -hmm. It could have just been called Gower Elementary School, and that would yeah. be totally fine. Mm -hmm. So there's this, if we know that the original campus was somewhere about where Gower West exists right now, mm -hmm. this original farm way, 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 way back. Mm -hmm. And then another school was built. When that other school was built, it was built east of mm -hmm. where Ga the original Gower was. Okay. 
So instead of saying this is the new one called Gower East, that just became Gower Middle. And the other one was like, well, we might as well call that Gower West because it's west of the second school that they built. So that's essentially what happened. So it is west of that second school. But the other one's just not called, where you're at now is not Gower East and it's Gower Middle. Just to be clear that that's a different kind of school. So it's called, it's just called Gower Middle because it's Gower Middle School or it's it right. Gower Middle because it's, it was in the middle relative to the entire campus? I, you know, that's a really, really good question. There was, to my understanding, there was never a third campus. If there was, we'd have to imagine it would be closer to the lake, uh -huh. Michigan, because it would be further east, which would make this then Gower in the middle. Uh -huh. We don't call it Gower in the middle. It's just Gower Middle School. So I don't think there was ever a third campus. That's a that's a great insight. I've never thought about it that way. Uh, so Gower West got a new addition. Why didn't Gower Middle? And when will West be finished? <laughs> so, all right. Um, so let's start with the um, Gower Middle. Gower Middle did get an addition, mm -hmm. and it got an addition in 2012. So but that's not new. It's, is it? it's pretty new to a building, right? So that's what we think about. Now, here's the other part. It's a really great question and a great, even better follow-up. So we had an addition in 2012, mm -hmm. and that's a new gym. And we got a couple other areas that we built out. But just in the last couple of years, I don't know if you've noticed, so fifth grader, a couple years ago, no, sixth grader might have noticed, seventh grade might notice, the new hallway in the fifth grade hallway. It's a new floor. All the classrooms have new floors, new furniture. So those are upgrades. It's not necessarily an addition, but we're always upgrading the campuses. So it's like, we're constantly doing things to each of the campuses and trying to do so equally. So 10 years ago, 2012-ish is when Gower Middle edition happened. So now fast forward 10, 11 years later, now we're doing the Gower West edition. So within a you know 10 year span, both schools get these pretty significant sized gyms and additions. Um, so are there any plans to fix up or put something new in the big field behind Gower Middle? That's a really good question. So I, I want to address the second part just from a minute ago about Gower West being finished. We are so close to Gower West being finished. We had a walkthrough there. I don't know if you're at the art symposium Thursday was great. If you were there, you got to see everything. Yeah. yeah. yeah you walked yeah. through, you liked it. Yeah. yeah. Nice. We had a lot of questions from students that night. Like, why didn't you do this before you know, when we were here? But um, so it's almost finished. Uh -huh. like, I think we'll be moving into the district office in the next couple of weeks. Uh, June 2nd is the last day of school. That's where you're supposed to clap. Um, but we know that right after is when the parking lot is going to happen. So we're really, really close to Gower West being finished. Now, the big field behind Gower Middle, it's it's nice. We have two big fields. There's one here at Middle, and there'll still be the giant field over at West. So at Middle, there are plans to put a sort of jogging track around oh, the so perimeter. Like, so we don't have to, like, go to Harvester. Yes. There it goes. Now, it might not be big enough to do, like, you have to do multiple laps to do a mile. So it won't be like an official track, but we want it to be wide enough that when you go and do loops and walk outside or jog for PE, that that would be a nice addition to that field. And uh, for our community, we have a lot of walkers in our community. So if there's a way that they could get to that path and use that loop a few times, that'd be great. So that's what we think about Gower Middle. Gower West, there's some pretty creative ideas that we're thinking about. Uh, Willowbrook is where Gower West is located, mm -hmm. right where we're at now is Burr Ridge, of course. Yes. So the Willowbrook Park District is always looking for new parks. So we might think about having a new park put at Gower West in the far, far corner, possibly. So that would be neat. And I also had this sort of idea of it might be neat to have our own dog park on the campus that could be fenced in, safe, 
and really only used for individuals that have a relationship with us. Like, so for instance, imagine like a parking garage that you mm -hmm. could buy a pass and yeah. get so many swipes to go in and take your dog into a little dog yeah. park. That'd be kind of neat, wouldn't it? Yeah, I'm sure they yeah. would appreciate I think that. they would too. Thanks for that. Um, so will there be any new clubs at Gower Middle, like a fencing team or an orchestra? And I guess that goes for Gower West too. Right. It's, uh, um, so fencing and orchestra are both really um, interesting choices in, in, in the question. So I'm thinking you might have an interest in one or both of those. Uh, I, I wanted to. So I'm in band now. Yeah. But... Uh, I was hoping there'd be an orchestra because my mom played violin, so I was okay. hoping maybe I would be able to try violin. I, I see. Okay, so let me answer it this way about clubs. We promote having new creative clubs at both of our schools. So at Gower West, for instance, this year was a new service club for Gower West. And it was the first year they did that. It was great. They had a really, really good time doing it. So having something like a new club is easy to get into place. You have to have a couple of ingredients. The ingredients are interest from students, interest from students, doesn't say how many, just interest from students. But you also have to have a sponsoring teacher, which is also maybe not that hard to get either, or not that difficult to, to achieve. So if you have interest in a club, you bring it to a sponsoring teacher, ask them, hey, would you be interested in sponsoring a fencing club, for instance? See what they say, see what kind of support there is. If other students want to do it, we work. If they can't find a teacher right away, we try to encourage someone to do it. And that's the beginning of a club. And we try it and see if we have interest. If it continues, great, let's give it a shot. Now, fencing would be a club. I see that one certainly as a club. Orchestra could potentially be a club, but orchestra seems more like more involved and complicated and more like a class. And that was going to be the point I made is that it would require most likely a schedule change of some kind, which isn't out of the realm of possibility. It's just bigger than a club. So there's kind of a two-part question. New clubs, yes, we can do them. Interest, have a teacher sponsor, let's go. New class, that's a bit more involved. Conversations with the principal, board of education. How do we want to schedule it? Can we do it? Can we afford it? And so on and so forth. So that's how that would work. Yeah, so while on the topic of uh, schedules, All right. uh, someone was wondering, why at Gower Middle do we rotate specials mm. rather than picking one for the whole school year? Yeah, so most this is the reality of, of Gower as a community. Most of our students will have quite a bit more schooling in their future. They'll have quite a bit more schooling in their future. It's the reality. And middle school is all about figuring out who you are and exploring just sort of the middle school ages, which are interesting to say the least and difficult. Yeah, they can be. So instead of picking one, having exposure to multiple courses and interests is what the reason is. So we rotate through these different courses. So you get sort of like a little dose of every topic and then decide over time where your interest lies. And imagine that starts to get more and more sharp and focused. High school interests get more sharp and focused. College interests get more sharp and focused, we hope. And then from there, career. So that's the, that's the idea is really just we say it's like maximizing the exposure and really trying to get everybody some variety of what's there. Now, as school leaders, media clubs, student council, things like that, if there are interests of a sort of an elective that you're thinking about, kind of like that orchestra we talked about, there could be the possibility of trying different electives. We don't have to always do the same electives that we do. It's difficult to change them, 
but we can have options if we wanted to explore them. So that's why we do it that way. Mm -hmm. um, and then one of the last questions, mm -hmm. uh, why did Gower Middle start the houses? Yeah, the houses were started all, this is the whole point here is to have fifth through eighth grade school spirit and unity, to have some connection from fifth, sixth, seventh to eighth grade. That's the idea of having it. So it's supposed to promote leadership, some mentorship, a little bit of fun, some healthy competition in a way that could be fun, and just a way to bond grades that are at different levels. So fifth grade, sixth grade, seventh and eighth grade somehow bonded to each other. That's the idea. Okay. And lastly, a question that I think everyone has been uh, wondering for a while. Okay. Where did the baby geese go? <laughs> okay, so the baby geese. Um, so there was a lot going on with these baby geese. Um, they found a safe home in our courtyard mm -hmm. over spring break. Yeah. It was quiet here. They found a great home. And I know that once we discovered them, they were adorable. The eggs were adorable. We knew they were going to hatch. We we're going to then put out a, a, a challenge to name the baby geese. And, and all this was know? happening. They were all named the same, baby geese. Baby <laughs> geese one, baby geese two. So we knew we might have an issue because it would take a long time for them to fly out of the courtyard on their own. And it was a concern. And there was some conversation about, let's see if we can just raise them and then... Mm -hmm keep them forever. Yes. Let's raise them and lead them out in the marching band order to just go outside. And of course they would all follow us. And then the third option was, I just picked up the phone and called the Illinois Department of Natural Resources and was very persistent about showing them what our courtyard looked like and the resources in it for these geese. And their concern became more dire for the baby geese. Like they don't have, this isn't the right habitat for them. They won't have the right amount of food. Mm -hmm. Mom and dad geese can only go out and forage so much food and bring it back. They need yeah. to have it there. It needs to be natural food supply and a good body of water. So we talked about let's build a pool, not big enough. Oh. So with their permission, with the permission of the Illinois Department of Resources, we came and led the baby geese out. They did follow us out. Oh, really? Yeah. They followed us right out to the side of the building. Mom flew away and went up on a roof, saw what we were doing, honking at us a little bit. Dad honking at us a little bit. They landed right next to the babies, hissed at us a little bit, got all together as a family, and walked straight toward the busy street. <laughs> now, this story ends well, so don't worry. They go to the busy street. They get across traffic, totally safe and sound. They cross the street. They get into the grass. You see mom and dad honking and looking around a little bit, and they start walking and marching all together, the whole family, south. They start walking south, away from us. <laughs> and guess what? A few buildings south, huh. if you go that way, you know what's there? Huh. A small pond. That's where they were headed. They didn't stay there long. That's where I lost track of them. They got that direction, headed to the pond, loving life. And I think at this point, they're probably big enough to look like, you know, mom and dad are getting probably pretty close. Uh -huh. And uh, so they're good. They went where they wanted to go, put it that way. So happy ending to the geese yeah. story for sure. I know we had interviewed them at one point. <laughs> it doesn't surprise me. Yeah. So we're happy that they, uh, they're all together and ended up in a pond nearby. All right. Thank you. Well, thank you all. Thank you so much for your time and your efforts today. And Dr. Simon, we hope you had fun. I had a lot of fun. I learned a lot. Yeah. That's great. Um,
And do you have any closing remarks since this is actually our last episode of the five episode? We thought four episode, but this was a bonus. Such a fun episode. Yeah. Um, just any closing remarks about your first season of the Gladiator Sound yeah. podcast? Yeah. So closing remarks. First of all, 2022-23 school year has been just a really great year. Uh, this is being recorded just moments before we're finalized, just moments before the community update will be sent out at, at five o'clock. Um, and you'll see that we talk about a lot of the celebrations. So the whole year has been a lot of fun and exciting. It's been really about growth and development in the sense that the campus grew and, and we have grown uh, a little bit of a larger student population and now even a larger campus. So it's really been about that. And another form of that growth and development, I think, is really something like this podcast. I spent a lot of time writing community updates and sending out reports and all these kinds of things, and they could be helpful, but this has been a platform for people to access information readily. Uh, it can be archived and is archived on the Gower Foundation website, which I appreciate the foundation's support and their idea of doing this and really having the courage to try something different, trusting the process throughout um, and really getting the questions from families, uh, which were a lot, and brought them together in a way that made a lot of sense. I think each episode told the story, and I'm really glad we did them. Um, I've had a number of conversations with families since we started this and referenced the fact that we do these and that they can listen to them and they can learn a lot. So it's been a lot of fun. I hope we continue to do it. I'm looking forward to doing more of them. And to have a bonus one with students here, I thought was just a really, really, really smart and great idea. The questions were excellent. Just for everyone to know, there are a bunch of questions that came from a bunch of students, and this is what we went with. And I think you did a great, great job. Kids, thank you so much for your time and efforts today. Dr. Simon, we hope you had fun answering the students' questions, and we hope everyone has a great summer. And as Dr. Simon mentioned, the community update goes out tonight. And after listening to this podcast, I also highly encourage everyone to watch the linked video about adaptability, the incredible PE program at Gower West. So on behalf of the Gower Foundation, the inaugural season of the Gladiator Soundboard was an incredible success. Please stay tuned for more episodes in the next school year and have a great summer, everybody.